like I like, you know, posting when I want to post. And, you know, some days I don't have it. And I guess I've had to realize that, like, hey, uh, you know, you have to post every single day because now, you know, being, for lack of a better word, a famous person or a celebrity is, like, your job now. And it's just, it's been a huge shift, but I'm getting used to it. Start running audio and I'll give you a clap. Okay, I'm recording audio now, too. That was All fucking right. good. That was pretty good. That that sounded like an actual clap you could put in your kit. I, I'm recording <laughs> it, man. <laughs> hey, Sam. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Zane. How are you? How's your living room? Oh, it's it's wonderful. It's pretty much exactly the same since the last time you were in it. <laughs> it's full of fucking... It's like set up for a video? Yeah. Shit like that? Yeah, just, just big, big and open. How's your quarantine going? I think everybody's just kind of sitting in the same place for like four months at a time. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's been it's been super productive. Uh, but holy shit, I want to go like Dave and Buster's. <laughs> I want to go Dave and Buster's and drink like ten gin and tonics and play Guitar <laughs> Hero. Is that like that, your that's, ha- is that your happy place? My ha- my happy place is a little bit too drunk at a Dave and Buster's. Yeah. <laughs> You kind of are like Dave and Buster's embodied in a person. That makes a lot of sense. Th- that means a lot to me. Thank you. <laughs> just, just, just game tokens, drinks, and pizza. <laughs> Bro, the I the pizza comes later because if you eat, then the ten gin and tonics don't hit you as hard, and that's Dude. a pro gamer tip. <laughs> Dude, our um our high school um graduation night. I don't know if your school did this, but. To like encourage kids not to drink and drive, they have this school sanctioned event where they like lock you in somewhere, but for fun. And they chose Dave and Buster's. So they just like, yeah. <laughs> so they just had like a few hundred high schoolers at a Dave and Buster's till like three in the morning on grad night. It was crazy. Yo, that's so our school did that, but they put us in a bowling alley, but they couldn't stop us from doing like a bunch of shots before we walked in. Just, just like hood rat shit? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, 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 our, our prom was something else man i drank so many 40s <laughs> i was like still afraid of like drinking back then i didn't i didn't like drink or anything till i was 19 to be honest so i was just i was just playing a bunch of skee ball and eating pizza having a good Yo, that's time. honestly just a, i got it i'll send you a picture but uh for my prom i had a white tuxedo a top hat and a cane oh my god that's yeah cra- it, you, it, you was, said it was for my, prom for prom yeah it was my peak man <laughs> where um you're, you're in baltimore right i'm i'm in a yeah baltimore suburb my prom though i, I grew up in montgomery county um oh, oh okay for some reason I, i'm like oh yeah montgomery county he knows where that is <laughs> yeah classic montgomery <laughs> was, was it like a big school or was it like more of a small town type of thing it was uh closer closer to dc still a burb full of like soccer moms and shit like that oh, okay I, I was gonna ask like what did you grow up like were there other artists around or were you just like kind of that one random art kid it was me dude i was the only kid in my high school that like produced music okay there's i mean there's so there's another kid that made like edm but that it's i feel like i'm in such a different sphere that there wasn't much we could talk about besides oh i love ableton right uh so yeah it was pretty much just me teaching myself getting input from my buddies but it was just me there yeah, did, did you take any music classes or anything, or were you just teaching yourself on the internet? Uh, so music-wise, I was pretty formally trained. I 
was playing piano. I've been playing piano since the age of four. I oh, wow. got better for around five years, and then it's been a plateau since then. Uh, so I'm pretty much as good as I was when I was nine. Uh, and I was in band class in high school. I was, a, I was the greatest bassoon player out of all the second chair bassoons at Winston Churchill High School. It Believe me, it was awesome. Uh, so I'd bassoon, and then I got the uh, like guitar and bass and all that shit I sort of taught myself, yeah. Okay, damn. How, how, how did we have a high school named after Winston Churchill? That's just a side note, but... <laughs> he's, a, he's an American hero. <laughs> or wait. sorry, no, he's very British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my head, I was like, isn't he... <laughs> um, he is, uh, <laughs> he's a... Uh, honorary American. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so how many? How many? Is, so are those all the instruments you play? Piano, bass, and guitar, or? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, mu- I can like fiddle with anything. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Awesome for uh, like the kind of music I make because I do a lot of like takes you hear like guitar. It's just a bunch of guitar takes stitched together because contrary to popular belief, I'm really bad at guitar. So okay. I, like I play one chord and then I pause and then I like get my fingers in the right spot for the next chord and then I play that chord. Yeah. Uh, and then it's just like an, an hour of editing. I could just <laughs> I could just learn how to play guitar, but this is much more fun. Well, well you have that one song where like the, the hook or the chorus or whatever is like yeah. I'd give anything Soul to play. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that song. And when I was Thank listening Thank you, yeah, I, I obviously have learned nothing. <laughs> when I was listening to it I'm like, there's there's clearly some truth to this because he sounds very desperate to be better at guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you see, I could put the time in uh, at getting better at guitar, or I could drink beer and play Rocket League. Mmm. Dude, Rocket League is so fucking hard. <laughs> Yo, I just started playing ranked with my buddy a couple days ago. It is relentless. <laughs> I, I like, I'm, I'm glad that I'm good at music, because playing, like, Rocket League is so fucking humbling, because there's a 12-year-old that can beat my fucking ass, and he's going to go pro oh my and get, God. like, $30 a year for it. Yeah, thirty dollars a year. As a as a kid, I was like a big Nintendo kid, and then when everybody made the migration to like Xbox and stuff, I, that's when I fell off. Like I became an old man at eleven. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like now seeing the vast world of video games, like it's just so fucking intimidating. I have a PS4, but I still have barely touched anything that's out there. Oh, uh, you gotta you gotta play like Cam and Madden, and he. I think I played Cam and Madden. Young Nut, and yeah, yeah. I was bodying him for, like, three quarters, and then I think he decided to start trying, and he came back and scored, like, 50 points in a quarter. It was humiliating, man. <laughs> well, I know, like, um, Cam and QWERTY and Malik and all of them, they play, like, a lot of 2K and stuff, and there, there's just, like, a lot of, <laughs> like, pride at who's better at 2K. And, like, as a kid, too, like, same thing. Like, I was intimidated by real sports, so even, like, video game sports, I'm like, I'm not a jock enough for this. <laughs> so, like, I never <laughs> even got good at Madden. Uh, dude, I, I would... I would have fucking slayed if I wasn't like five foot three in high school. My my growth sport, my growth spurt, was like super late. Going into my junior year of high school, I was five foot two, so it was way too late for me to get into any sports. We didn't have, you know, like a horse riding team. I would have been a great high school jockey. Uh, but yeah, I feel like if I if I had been six feet from my freshman year onwards, I would have been an incredible like third string tight end on the football team. See, like, I was, like, six foot since forever, and I, I just still did not have excuses. I was just trash. Oh, you squandered it, Zane. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I grew up with the whole, like, oh, are you good at basketball? And I'm like, no. <laughs> 
Um, you just gotta get all, all you need is like a sick free throw. <laughs> and then yeah. you're set for life because you can just be, you know, Zane the free free throw guy. Yeah, I just need to be the guy that they bring in to just be like, do this, and and then and then the team is safe. Oh, you could be like an enforcer where they bring you in to beat the shit out of somebody. <laughs> with um, with you playing music, was it like a thing you found yourself, or is your family artistic, or how how'd that wind up working out? Uh, so the the production thing I I got into with a little bit of help from my family. My dad brought home this pro uh, program by I think Sony called Super Duper Music Looper. Whoa! And oh, dude, it was a fucking blast. And it was basically like a stripped down Garage Band for Windows, where you had a bunch of built-in loops that you could mess around with, uh, and then you could record some audio, which I did with like my dad's like lav mic, and it was like. Um, this is all very like vivid for some reason. It's like this lav mic and it was all yellowed and old and you had to plug it into a jack behind the computer and then you had to lean over the computer because the cable was really short mm -hmm. uh, to record. So that that's my first uh, studio. That was the Studio One. I think I'm on like two and a half right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and after that, it was all sort of self-propelled. Like I got a Mac Mini for one of my birthdays and that had GarageBand on it. And that's where I did a majority of my learning how to produce and how to songwrite and arrange and all that. And after that, you know, it's just reps, like nice. working on it every day, improving, like uh, paying someone on Fiverr to write all my songs. That's been really helpful. <laughs> Fiverr comes in clutch so hard for pretty much everything these days. <laughs> yeah, I used, I used Fiverr to like text my girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, step one to make a hit. Go to Fiverr. Step two, upload to Spotify. <laughs> Bro, um, it's so fucking easy. Why don't... They, the music industry is a complete sham. All you think, bro, you just... And, pe right. and people have the audacity to use the word industry plant. <laughs> you can't... The, the real industry plant is anyone that doesn't uh, pay dudes on Fiverr to write their songs. <laughs> yeah, what, what are you doing? Learning instruments? Jeez, <laughs> what, a, what a waste of time! <laughs> what a fucking loser, bro. What um? Am what, I allowed to curse? Yeah, yeah. What? Okay, sick. Yeah, we, we, Bit we, late. We, whatever you want. <laughs> you can Hell do yeah, you want. dude. Oh, oh. Well. Oh, sorry. My goal is to uh, never get canceled. That's yeah, my that, life goal. That's a pretty good goal. <laughs> just um you know don't just just be like a good person and i think you'll probably be good that is obviously so hard for some people <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean the, the broadness of good person these days is is pretty tricky <laughs> good good person goes from like saint all the way down to like petty thief those are all good people and then anything below that you're a monster <laughs> bad yeah. person starts at being a war criminal yeah, no, the internet is is definitely just like a court of law now. Um, it, and like you, you don't even. Um, I was gonna ask, like you you obviously had like Marlboro nights like blow up on TikTok and stuff, but mm -hmm. you also like don't tweet a ton. Are you? Is it out of like? Do you just like not? Are you not like a super social media person, or do you just not want to like say too much, or not? Maybe there's not even a thought behind it, but. So there, there totally is a thought behind it, and it's, like, a very, not, like, personal thing, but it's whenever I tweet, I want to be funny. Mm. And if I can't think of something that's funny, I just won't tweet that day. I, yeah, I mean, you can look back through my shit. I don't think I've made a single serious tweet that wasn't related to a song launching. 
Uh, so I use Twitter as like an output for shitty jokes. And if I don't have any shitty jokes at the moment, I just sort of sit back and read other people's stuff. No, that that's honestly a good approach. I I've that's something I've wanted to get better at. I like I wind up just retweeting like <clears throat> like a lot of other people's art and like news information that I think is like good to put out there. But then sometimes like it's the end of the day and I'm like, oh, what is this like trail I left behind me? <laughs> like just real, real like I don't you like you know what I mean like. It, it, things are just so loud all the time i kind of want to just be like more more quiet so like i i think like that's honestly a good approach to it um and also i don't want people to think i'm crazy because there's this thing i'm glad my girlfriend's not home right now that i've been workshopping uh for the past couple days it's called dessert meats yeah yeah i saw that post yeah yeah so that that was the that was that's just the tip of the iceberg zane this is what's (laughs) gonna get me canceled so you take like beef but you make it sweet Mm-hmm. And then you like put little nuggets of chocolate in it, so then when you cook it, the chocolate gets all melty. Yeah, maybe some like vanilla extract too. And then, oh, uh, and then you eat it, and it's dessert meat. And that's my first. I I need to make it. I need to get some ground beef, but I am gonna try that. <laughs> so, I think I think there's already a little bit of a ball rolling on that movement because people make make candy bacon. People do the whole brown sugar that's bacon a dessert thing. Meat. That is a dessert. And. Meat. If you look up, I tried. I tried to reply this to you, but Twitter was was actually broken, and it wouldn't let me like respond with an image. There is bacon and eggs ice cream out there. That blasphemy does exist. Now that that seems different than what you're after, but <laughs> we're good. So I think there there isn't yet a definition for dessert meat, which is what's the most troubling part of the whole process. Uh, so to to create dessert meats, you have to create the concept of dessert meats and that's, that's where my creativity really needs to shine i need to just raid a wegmans <laughs> you said put chocolate and beef so i'm thinking yeah like chip chocolate like chocolate chips yeah and like little balls of beef and the the beef before the chocolate's even involved you got some <laughs> sugar in there you got some vanilla extract uh a little bit of salt but only a little not as much as like a burger because it's a um, dessert yeah uh, and and maybe like when you're when you're done cooking them, you coat them in confectioner sugar. Uh, then you just pop them. You got a, you got a bag with like one of those little silica gel packets, and you're just reaching into your bag of dessert meats throughout the day. Little I wonder. See, like people always say, salty and sweet is good. Like I wonder if you could sell people on like the pretzel M and M's, but instead of pretzel, there's just like some beef going on beef. in there. Genius, eh? Like, like, I feel like at the movie theater, if you just poured those in your popcorn, and then you told the gym bros, like, that's how you can get your protein while you indulge. Bro, mm-hmm. is that genius? Okay, so, I guess it's like... I'm trying to get a 10% stake in this company. <laughs> uh, the, so, like, a frozen tiny thing of very salty beef with chocolate around it. Yes. And then it thaws, and it's just like an M&M. Okay. All right. I'm th- thank you for the idea. You get th- a ten percent. Yeah, ten percent. I I, th- I think is one one final idea. I think we could definitely do something with Choco Taco as like a synergy plan. Oh, okay. So you're talking like collab with Choco Taco. Yeah, the real Choco Taco. But like, it's more of a traditional taco. <laughs> it's more of a traditional taco coated in chocolate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're really just giving people a taco, but there's also dessert ingredients in it. Mmm. 
genius. We are we're gonna be bajillionaires, King. You know, I uh, I didn't really think we would get this far into dessert meats, but I'm glad that we did. <laughs> it's a great idea. Dessert meats is the greatest idea I've ever come up with, and no no one I've talked to, which in all fairness has been my parents and my girlfriend, has been for it. In all seriousness, like, with the way the world is right now, there is a thousand percent an audience for this. Like, there's people out there that would buy this. The thing is, now don't get me started on dessert meats. The thing is making it shelf-stable. That's the, like, I would need, I don't know how Spam does it. Spam might be a good base, because that's really fucking salty. Spam seems to defy. Ooh. Spam and ams. <laughs> spam I seems to myself. defy the <laughs> spam and am and ams. Spam seems to defy the laws of physics sometimes. Like it doesn't seem like it should be able to exist. I don't think it's meat. I think it's transcendent. Spam if, is the first ever vegetarian meat. If I think you it's so far removed. If if you look up like what percent of beef is taco bell beef i think it says like 38 percent and then like 62 percent is filler like it's it's like really fuck that's how their price is so low baby oh yeah no for sure i think i think one of the ingredients is like silicone like it's it's like not good it's like looking at like my cat food and it's just like 38 percent crude protein <laughs> yeah fuck, what is crude protein dude it's way they're just shoveling protein powder <laughs> um, cat. One of the, you're saying how like you try not to post unless it's like a joke. One of the series you did was when you were the tallest man on earth on Instagram, but like over mm-hmm. a series of different days, that shit had me weak. That that was that was a really good one. <laughs> so that I I need to do something else like that because the the origin of that was actually I had the one where I went to Hollywood. And I was like, oh, I'm going to meet Diplo. But the whole reason I was going to Hollywood was to go to Diplo's birthday party. Uh, so then I didn't post for a while. And my label's like, hey, you got posts on Instagram more. You're really slacking there, bucko. Do something <laughs> like the Hollywood thing. That was awesome. Everyone loved that. And I said, okay, I'm going to be tall or whatever. Uh, and then I did the first post. And it was just me announcing that I was going to be tall and did super well. So I decided to stretch it over the course of like two weeks. It, um... it, it, so much fun. Is it is it weird feeling like you have to kind of keep that up as a job or like being told like hey go 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 post on your medias but I, I guess everybody's doing that anyways like people always feel mm-hmm. like they have to perform. Um, I mean I sorry to interrupt but I've been uh, like I guess big like signed to a label for going on half a year now and at the beginning. I'm I'm a huge control freak. So at the beginning it was very weird like handing over stuff to other people. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm not getting any emails about like like inquiries about anything anymore, which is f- weird to me. Mm-hmm. Uh and like I'm not handling like the mixing of my songs. And I guess it was the same with my social media just like I like, you know, posting when I want to post. And you know, some days I don't have it. And I guess I've had to realize that like hey, uh you know, you have to post every single day. Because now, you know, being, for lack of a better word, a famous person or a celebrity is, like, your job now. And it's just, it's been a huge shift, but I'm getting used to it. Yeah. Um, they, with, with you, um, like, wanting that control and everything, like, when you 
first were like approached last year was that like a big part of the discussion like when you were first discussing with um because because you're you're with pizza slime which is under mad, mad decent correct mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> I, I i imagine like you you had had to like talk to like other people like other people possibly and then like you wound up like landing with whoever like was the, the best fit for you so like has it been like a good experience overall and like getting to like just kind of mostly like be yourself and make the music that you still like to make it's been awesome i'm i you know in retrospect pizza slime is the best place i could have landed uh but there were a couple months where me and my manager were like going to the offices of every major record label and they were all acting super interested and they would all give me t-shirts i have so side note i don't buy clothes anymore. It's the fucking best. <laughs> I can just get shit sent to me. That's the greatest part of all this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the majors were all... It was all just very corporate. And then we go to, you know, the Pizza Slime office. And you walk in, there's like a cardboard cutout of John Cena. <laughs> and it's the... Everything they do is just a shit post. It's fucking sweet. And Mad Decent is pretty much the same way. So, I, excellent fit there. Yeah, when you um, when when you had first, I, I I saw that one picture. It was like the cutout of John Cena and like the street performer like Elmo, and like that was like your signing photo, dude. So yeah, I was uh, <laughs> uh, that day. I am so bad at Los Angeles, just like doing anything in that fucking city is the worst. So they said oh, we had a whole signing thing planned, and they're like, okay, be at the office at uh, nine in the morning. I'm like, okay, I went to the Pizza Slime office. And I'm like, hey, could you guys let me in? And they said, we're, we're like, at the door. Where are you? And I said, I'm at the door. Uh, and it turns out I had to go to the Matt Deason office. So I drove, like, 45 minutes. I was 45 minutes late for my own uh, record deal signing. And I walk in, and there's just John Cena, and his fingers are apart. And my record deal is, like, sitting in his fingers. And I was just like, yeah, this is the fucking weirdest thing I've ever done. <laughs> like they and there's had... a dude dressed as Elmo, yeah, like, just standing in the corner watching me. It was they, great. They had it like set up that way for you when you arrived. Yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> Dude, they're the fucking best. They're all they're all a bunch of memers. When I saw that photo, I I was genuinely like wondering how something like that happens. Like in my head, it would be like more of like a like a businessy person being like, okay, so we're gonna set up this photo. Fo-. But no, like you just walked in and it was already like that. That's that's like so surreal and weird. <laughs> It's, <laughs> but also amazing. That, yeah, that just, that group of guys, I mean, even going up, uh, Jasper, I think, the president of Mad Decent, he's just a, he's just a bro. Mm-hmm. So I guess everyone there, Pizza Slime has a very similar mindset to me. Uh, they're much better at it, but they're thinking, they're always thinking like, hey, what's funny? Like, what's going to do numbers? And that, I think it's something, you know, that drew me to them, maybe them to me. It's fucking mash me in heaven, chef's kiss. <laughs> nice, yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then since since then you uh you you've put out Sunday, which which I, I really really liked, and you got to do the the music video and the the lyric video. Um, the the lyric video, like I I, I love that like it's animated too. Um, I don't I don't really even have a question about that. It's just cool. <laughs> Thank um, you. Uh, it was it was really cool. It was this uh, artist Ben Cop out of Philadelphia. He's the fucking best, and he does. He did a logo for me that we haven't put out yet, but it's sweet, and he does a bunch of, like, little things for us here and there. 
Nice. That's awesome. Um, and then with, with like the the video itself, like in in quarantine, like did you guys just like make that from home, or how how are you guys operating now? Yeah, they uh, hooked me up with a. Uh... This guy, Lucas, he directed it, and he basically sent me this, actually this exact green screen and green screen stand, and he sent me, like, a list of things he wanted me to shoot, and mm-hmm. I just shot him, sent him over to him, and he did all the editing. It was super easy. Okay, wow, yeah. No, it's, um, it's really, like, wild now that, like, we're all, um, doing the whole, like, work from home thing. Like, it kind of shows, like, oh, we could have been doing this sort of workflow the whole time. (laughs) Exactly. There's so much stuff that we really don't need to travel or go into the office for. And I think it's going to be this way for a while longer. Like, with people, not not even, like, let's say there's a vaccine and all that. I think a lot of people are still going to work from home when they didn't used to. Yeah, it, it definitely feels like it's, like, pushing, like, technology and... Like, I don't even know if progress is the right word, because obviously, like, this is, like, coming from, like, unfortunate circumstance, but just, like, you know, it, it, you, you picture what the future is, where you, like, you have all this, like, unnecessary fat trimmed out, and it feels like now, because we're literally forced to, it's just like, okay, let's get down to brass tacks and just cut out all this unnecessary let's shit. Get, let's just get shit done, bro. Yeah. Would you, um... Do, do you like being in Baltimore? Like, do, do you want to be in L.A. later? Or is this kind of like a dream come true that you can kind of just, like, stay there and just, like, do all this shit from, from where, where you're from? I mean, the, the like, dream is to work out of Baltimore and all that. And I plan on having a place in Baltimore. But for um, we're trying to do some publishing stuff, some songwriting stuff. And for that, I really have to be in L.A. a lot of the time. So I guess it's – I'm torn – uh, I honestly don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. No, I, that's fair. I like it. We just signed a lease on a place here, so at least for a year, we're just gonna be based out of Baltimore and chilling. And after that, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Just a lot of travel at the very least. <laughs> a ton of travel, but it's okay because planes are terrifying. <laughs> Dude, I I hate flying so much. <laughs> I hate it with a fucking passion, man. I I got. It. <laughs> I got uh, upgraded once. Mad Decent flew me out because uh, they were like, Sam, can you come to LA? And I said, can you pay for the ticket? And they said, okay. So they paid for the ticket, and then I paid another $200 to upgrade to first class. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got so drunk. It was awesome because <laughs> they kept just bringing me wine when I asked for it. And they, they gave me, like, this little breakfast. It was, like, a freshly made breakfast with, like, scrambled eggs and potatoes. First class is the fucking best. Eat the rich. <laughs> Dude, every single time I get on a plane and, like, you're walking past that whole crowd of people and they're just kind of, like, in newspapers looking up at you, like, eh. <laughs> um, Look at how far apart I can put my elbows. I know. It's so it's so crazy, like, the, the level of... A- airplanes are a funny division of class because, like, you know that, like, all those people up there are paying out the ass, but, like, what they're getting is, like, elbow space and, like, orange juice and, <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> I want orange juice. I have a Fortune 500 company. <laughs> um, when you were um, in, like, high school and stuff and, like, first really getting into making music, what were you uh, listening to mostly? A lot of, like, sad boy indie shit. Uh yeah. God, let me think. I, actually, no. Some sad boy indie shit. I was big into like Childish Gambino when he was big. Uh, Acid Rap by Chance the Rapper was one of my big, big high school albums. 
Uh, so the flies don't come by Milo. He's this art rapper. He's mm-hmm. fucking great. So I guess yeah, like indie rap, a little bit of indie, and some like mainstream pop rap kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I I, wa- I wound up seeing Gambino on the Camp tour like back in like 2011, mm. and I think that same year that's when I saw like Bon Iver and and stuff like that. So it was like just super like early 2010s like emo. Rap, uh, rap and rock kind of good times. That was a, it was a great five years for like high school music. Yeah, that 2011 to 2013 pocket of like Gambino and Schoolboy Q. Oh, and, and Tyler da- put out Wolf that year? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I've been like really into re-listening to the Daz Racist album uh, Relax lately. I don't know if you've ever heard that one, but like it, it totally fits in with that bracket. It's really good. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know the combination pizza and Taco Bell. I listened to one of Cool AD's albums, but I, I have uh, that's racist. I have relaxed saved. I just haven't gotten around to listen to it. it they're it's re- fucking. They're fun guys. It's really dope. Um, I was I was wondering what uh, sort of like bands and stuff you were into because, like, I, I don't know. Like the way your music sounds, like it, like. Y- I don't know. You're really good. Like, yeah, like, like we're friends, obviously. But like, I'm a legit fan of like the music you're making. Thank and you. it, um, when I when I was in in high school, like I was a really big alternative rock and indie rock fan, and I listened to a lot of like The Strokes and MGMT and Arcade Fire and Animal Collective and that whole thing. And I I was always really into bands because of the variety of different sort of sounds and sonics that you could get. And I feel like something happened where, like, radio rock just kind of diminished a little bit with the rise of rap. And it wasn't rap's fault. Like, rap is amazing. It's just I felt like rock music just kind of slacked a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, I heard your uh, Won't Stop EP, and I was like, this is really fucking good. And even kind of reminds me of that era a little bit. So I was just, like, wondering, like, what, like, if, if you feel like you're inspired by any certain bands in particular... I hate asking that, the, I hate asking no, the inspired question, but <laughs> and that's the thing. I've been asked it so many times in so many yeah, different I'm, meetings, and I still don't have a legit answer. I mean, I I just listen to so much shit. Yeah, like growing up, I I feel like I got you know inspiration coming from everything I listened to. Once in high school, I did a bunch of shrooms and I listened to Celtic music for three hours, and that was the best day of my life. Oh my god, was that the first time you did shrooms? Uh. You know, yes. you, okay, yeah, you don't have to answer. That just sounds if if it was like Celtic music is just such a wild way to. Anyways, bro, I was into Celtic music like not ironically for maybe three or four months after that. I <laughs> was that the dawn of your Celtic music phase. That was my Celtic music phase. Unfortunately, I've fallen out of love with. Uh, okay, which which sucks because I could have known like all the all the sweet riffs when I went to the Renaissance Festival. Oh my god, dude, the Renaissance Festival in Arizona is, like, fucking huge. <laughs> I gotta that... come by, man. It's I I bought uh, a night costume from Party City, and then I got my wisdom teeth out. Oh. So I was high... No, it was after I was high on painkillers for, like, a week, but I still couldn't eat. So all I could do was buy uh, mead. <laughs> and then I bought a turkey leg and I tried to eat and I started crying. Oh my god, yeah, was, no, that's the sounds... saddest day of my life. <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> it was, it was, I got some good photos though. The last, 
I've, have you ever finished a turkey leg? I feel like every time I get one, like I, I have an overconfidence that I'm going to be able to finish it. I've only ever almost started one. That's the <laughs> only time I, I got one. I then threw it out. I'm not. This like was a, like a. This was a year ago. Okay, I'm not like a connoisseur of them. Though I'm not like just munching on them every weekend or nothing. But oh, dude, if I had a smoker, I might. I might have to get into the turkey leg game. My neighbor has a smoker grill now, and he's just been smoking meats outside like like nobody's business. And he recently told me, "Hey, man, if you ever want me to lay some of your meat on the grill, just text me." Ooh, that sounds extremely <laughs> sexual. Yeah, I think so. So I, I gave him some chicken, and it, it turned out real good. <laughs> oh, dude! All right, it's smoker time. I I don't. I'm in an apartment right now, but in a month we're moving to a spot with like a back patio type area. Nice. And I think it's no cars are allowed to park there. It's gonna be like a grill and a smoker, and then a stage, so I can put on all my shows there. Oh, sick! I that's not actually what's gonna happen, but that would be cool. <laughs> If instead of people buying tickets to my shows around the country, people around the country bought tickets to fly to my house. They just so come I don't to, have you. to leave. <laughs> I was and gonna then they all know where I live. <laughs> I was I was gonna say, like how would that <laughs> like like for your friends and family? <laughs> Everyone. And if, by following me on Twitter or Instagram, you are legally required to come to my house show. <laughs> and we have a strict house code and you must follow. Oh yeah. No noise, no smiling. um how many um have you have you done like a bunch of shows so far i know that you and i got to meet because you were in arizona and we got to film together a little bit uh with cameron um how you don't have to give a specific number but have you done like a bunch of shows like thus far I, i actually haven't i'd be doing a ton of shows if you know we weren't on lockdown but this is really the time period when i would be starting to do shows around now is when Oh, uh, we were planning on me like going on tour with a bigger act and opening up for them. Mm-hmm. So I've really done like I got my first big show. I opened for some band at DC Nine in DC, and after that it was the two uh, TikTok shows. TikTok put me on their tour for two slots. The two TikTok shows I did. The one was University of Illinois, and one was at ASU with you guys. Uh, and after that, I haven't played shit. Gotcha. Three big shows my entire my entire career, baby. But the ASU ones were fun because I they paid me. <laughs> <laughs> they paid me so much money to play a twenty minute set. It was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> money for twenty minutes is always like a good money time. for twenty <laughs> cash. <laughs> um, have you uh, have you like always been? interested in the idea of doing shows or like does that give you like anxiety at all or has it been like mostly just an interest in recording because i Uh, I, definitely i mean shows are where the money is uh i i get most of my enjoyment out of like stuff i'm loosely doing now like planning shows and like arranging my music for a band we're trying to get that together and like doing visuals that shit is so much fun the actual show i mean it's just sweating a lot for an hour and then going home yeah <laughs> like it's shows are cool i'm i'm glad i can make other people happy but shows are really they're awesome in the moment but then after i'm so sweaty and stinky and i need a beer <laughs> i feel you yeah i um 
No, he's like I've, I've I've spoken with other musicians before, and like I know that like a lot of them can really feel like oh like a, a show is can be like a a feeling like oh like what if I mess up or like this is just like a lot of work or like can be an- anxious and you know like just because you enjoy making music doesn't necessarily mean that you also enjoy being on a stage and like exerting exactly, all that yeah. energy. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I guess I. My first couple shows, I was worried about messing up, and then I realized no one gives a heck. Oh, crouton! Good. My cat's trying to get in the room. She's being a little baby. Uh, crouton, crouton, crouton come in. Come here, bitch. Uh, yeah, but I. Shit, what was the question? I don't know. We were just talking about shows. Oh yeah, shows are fun. I like meeting. <laughs> I like. My, I guess what I did say, my favorite part of shows is meeting fans. That okay. is, like, the, my number one favorite thing in the entire world. Uh, playing the actual show, it's cool. I mean, it's, you know, I'm sick of all my music. I wish mm-hmm. I could do covers for an hour, but people don't want to see that. I don't know. Yeah. I want to be, because I have the most limited vocal range of all time, so I want right. to do, like, a Queen cover set. <laughs> it's just it's just me shredding my vocal cords for thirty straight minutes. Oh, you you would like fully go for it, but like just have oh, yeah. just just destroy yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, it would end my career. <laughs> I um like anytime I've been in a show and like a bigger artist does like a, a bunch of covers and stuff, I feel like people can really freak out. But uh, yeah, like I guess if an entire show was just like all covers, people would be like, hold on, what is this? <laughs> I'm I'm do set is just hurt by Johnny Cash six times. I uh <laughs> I uh I saw a group love and they did like Beyonce and Jay Z covers like it was very left field. <laughs> That's wild. That sounds awesome. Yeah, no, they they they're really fun. Um, man, I see like I I love going to concerts. That's like one of my my favorite things to to do. Honestly, like I just I just like miss going to shows and like the movies and stuff ever since quarantine started. You, you you said uh, your your favorite thing like about the shows was like getting to meet your fans. Have you gotten a sense that there's like a consolidated like type of person that's like into your music, or has it been like a variety? Like, do you feel like you have a sense of like what your fans are like so far? Uh, yeah, I guess. My, so my stats. I mean, all, the only shows I've played have been eighteen and up. Uh, but the like 13 to 18 crowd is my biggest like listener base and then mm-hmm. after that it's like college kids uh but yeah like the the lonely god fan super attractive uh <laughs> will be successful uh will make tons of money very smart and very handsome amazing thank you <laughs> I, I, I guess like you you mostly now have been like getting to to push your your music through like TikTok and Twitch and like all these like new stream platforms and stuff. So like I guess that would make sense with those age ranges and stuff. It's 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 really interesting to see like how like music marketing and stuff is like evolving like over over time, just with like the internet and stuff. TikTok has been the most disruptive thing for music since I've been sort of loosely keeping track of the industry it's been fucking wild just like like i mean that's how i got big like just one of my songs one kid posted it and then everyone decided hey let's make this go gold (laughs) and now i do music full-time it's awesome 
Yeah. No, that's that's literally so crazy. I um I was see like I I was never even really using TikTok m- myself and then recently I was like I make videos. I could probably make like little trailers and throw them on there and like put songs on it. That's probably a smart move. <laughs> it's it's where the fucking money is, man. I I like someone emailed me and they're like, "Hey, if you do an ad for us on TikTok, we'll give you just like this much money." I'm like, "Oh shit, I didn't realize that." Like, I guess that's another new thing, like just being like an influencer. Yeah, yeah, that's like, like a that's like a like a full on job now. It's 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 odd. <laughs> it's wild, dude. I wish people would pay me just to do nothing. <laughs> but how's the weather in Arizona, dude? The the summer here is like so it's like starting to get so trash right now it's it's like it, it got over like 100 degrees recently oh my god i'm in the northeast dude it's like 70 degrees today it's awesome <laughs> dude in arizona in arizona it um it, it it starts to get to be like 100 degrees in like late april and then it lasts until like the end of october now it's it's literally absurd it's like most of the year it's it's getting that's whack as fuck it's getting so stupid because i remember you and i like filmed for um the lonely nut video in like october and it was still hot then i think it hit 100 degrees like one of the days i was there it's nuts yeah no it was ridiculous um but rent yeah. is cheap yeah, rent is cheap in Arizona. I, I I feel like a lot of the artists in in Arizona like kind kind of the same as what you were describing in Baltimore. Like, there's not a like a ton of artists over there, so people are just kind of like maybe like their inspiration is the fact that there's like not a lot going on. But then with like mm-hmm. the the heat and stuff, people are just forced inside, and they're just like kind of like pushing against that. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I I didn't realize how much of like a factor just the shitty weather in Arizona would be. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. How how have the how have the live streams on on Twitch been going? I know like Mad Decent has you doing those every Thursday, right? I'm on I'm on Monday now because Thursday was getting cramped. Uh, so the streams, I it's sort of on and off. I was talking to my mom about this. Like, if I'm into it, it's the greatest time of my life, and I'm upset when it's over. But because I what I've been doing recently is like music production and just making beats. But if I'm not feeling it that day, it is so long because usually when I sit down and I start to, you know, make a beat or write or something. And if I'm not feeling it, I just get up and go do something else because I'm right. not going to force anything. But with these streams, it's like I have a two hour slot uh, and I have to fill the entire thing. So I've been uh, coming up with ideas that are more or like have less emphasis on me being creative in the moment uh so this coming this coming monday i am debuting a character uh known as dj chad beerington yes <laughs> uh it, it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be an hour-long dj set just with a beer counter at the bottom of the screen <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna get trashed and yell at chat yeah, you you you've already so you've done Chad Beerington on on your on your personal Twitch already, right? Yes, I did. I did. That was the first ever Chad Beerington set. But this one's gonna be so much bigger, so much badder. It's gonna be something. <laughs> okay, so this is gonna be like his big like mad decent debut. Yeah, this is gonna be. <laughs> they gave me a platform, and by God, I'm gonna abuse it. <laughs> um. 
And like with, with so like with that, like you're doing like a legit DJ set, and like you're like producing more like EDM music and that that sort of thing. That, too. And that's all a bit like that's okay because it's funny. Okay, uh, I I think I'm gonna do a Chad Beerington EP. So I have I have my song More Beers, and then I have another song coming called Chug. Uh, and after that, I think I'll do two more songs and just promote the fuck out of it. Okay, I, I was literally gonna ask you like if you ever were like an EDM person or if that was like a producing passion of yours at all. Not even a little. I listened. So the whole Chad Beerington thing is that he only plays Beatport Top 100, uh, like the most popular EDM music at the time. Uh, so when I when I was just getting into like finding out like like listening through the music, seeing what it sounded like, I'm I'm thinking like this all sounds the same i could do this today and then i made more beers in like 30 minutes oh my god (laughs) it was dude edm is awesome i mean obviously everyone else is so much better at it like their sound design and shit is insane Mm -hmm. but it's just such it's a genre or not genre but like a collection of genres with such little like in house and like some other housey type stuff there's so little variability between songs Mm -hmm. that you could just if you want a shit post, like if you don't want it to actually do well, you could bang out an EP in three days. That's so crazy. Yeah, like I, I like know so little about that that world. Like the closest I get for like personal listening is like I've been really into the 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 Hundred Gex album the last year, um, which obviously like has like a lot of different genre influences. They have that from- one song that's ska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the stupid horse song where it's stupid like stupid horse. Yeah, oh, gorgeous. Where it's, where it's like EDM ska. <laughs> I hate them, dude. But like a loving hate, dude. They're they're amazing. They um they're like everything at once. Just in, it, it, I I love it. Um, it was funny too. Like in high school, where like I feel like rock music was starting to like dither away a little bit in terms of most popular genre and rap was coming up but then edm was like fighting really hard and e- <laughs> like 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 dubstep and edm was like no it, it's supposed to be us it's the the one year where i listened to skrillex was probably the edgiest i've ever been yeah uh i i've just been chasing that high ever since <laughs> yeah i remember when everybody just had like skrillex t-shirts and you, you Skrillex could. is the raddest dude in the whole world, and I've never seen him speak. <laughs> I just assume he's super fresh. I, yeah, I don't know fucking anything about Skrillex or any. I don't know what happened to those guys either. Like, I, yeah, he's he's set for life, man. I'm sure he's living good. <laughs> um, yeah. With um, the, the other thing I want to ask you too is like you um, with uh. Like I, I I saw you on on Twitch. You did the um the Billie Eilish like bad guy remix, which I I, I thought was um I, I I know I know in the in the stream like you were saying it was cringe or whatever, but I, I thought it honestly sounded pretty good. And like at the end, you you made like the shit post uh album cover, which was really funny. Um, so you um you seem like really self-sufficient with like being able to like Photoshop shit yourself and make your own album art and stream on Twitch and produce for yourself. Have um, like how, 
like how long have you been like using like Photoshop also? Like, have you just been like teaching yourself things like since forever, basically? Pretty much. Yeah. When I was like end of middle school, beginning of high school, I was sort of into like visual effects, like after effects. Okay. Uh, and just to do shit posts and make memes, I've always been lightly using Photoshop and the Twitch thing is just, again, I was just a huge, huge nerd baby. So I, I just, like, downloaded these things and figured out how to use them, even though I never really planned on Twitch streaming. I still downloaded OBS, and I, like, set it up, and I ran a test stream when I was, like, 15. Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, it's just, like, something, all this media software stuff that I'm just, like, I, at least growing up, it's just, like, I gotta learn how to use this, because what if one day I need to live stream on Mad Decent's Twitch? Yeah. And I'm really glad I did that, because shit is so easy now, not having to learn any new, you know, systems or software. Yeah, no, I, um, yeah, I, I've, I've been, I've been using Photoshop too for like a really long time and I've all, I've always just been like really into like teaching myself software and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, even if it's not necessarily like related to the main thing you do, I think it's really good to just kind of have those like side skills because like one, it can just be really fun. And then two, like later when it is useful, it's just like, you kind of have like a superpower <laughs> a little bit. It's it's really great being able to think, like, with the world's tallest man thing, just like, oh, I thought of something that'd be sort of funny, and I don't have to ask anyone to help me with it, and mm-hmm. I can just bang it out in an hour. It's, again, like, control freak type shit. Like, I, mm-hmm. I just, it's really nice being able to handle, like, the beginning to end of a lot of processes. That That's what's so crazy about a lot of these um, just young person creators these days, is it really does seem like, oh, they they don't need anything they can kind of just do this all themselves and from wherever they are yeah it's i think it's a generational thing just now that every single form of media is so much more accessible you can do it all in one computer there's no reason not to learn the basics of everything yeah um well i think i think that's probably a good note to leave it on epic yeah zane thanks for having me big kisses big kisses it was so good to talk to you sam it's been a little Uh, bit hey yeah i'll be in arizona soon once this lockdown shit's over yeah we'll uh we'll figure something out all right all right a salute to zane have a good day king a salute to lonely god good talking to you bud good talk